Well, the tinkle, tinkle, tinkle of that electronic music tells us it's time once again for a Small Business Weekly, a show that helps you take your small business down the road to recovery, heading towards the highway to success. My name's Tom. We got a great show for you today and a great guest, and we're going to call this one Oh Shift. Well, once again, that was a fabulous intro. I know my guest didn't hear it, but you people out there did, and that's all that matters. Welcome to Small Business Weekly. This is Tom. We got a great show for you. Uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to uh, mention a couple items. As you know, this podcast is in many ways sponsored by the San Fernando City Chamber of Commerce, located in the beautiful city of San Fernando, California. No, not the San Fernando Valley, but the city of San Fernando. Yes, 2.4 square miles of joy in the Northeast San Fernando Valley. It was the second city in the Southern California area. I think it was founded in 1911, I believe it was. Next year, it'll be our 170th year, which I don't know because I don't know math. But uh, having said that, I wanted to mention that the Chamber has coming up at the end of September a membership Zoom. As you know, Zoom is the new Mixer. Mixer being a place where people go and talk to each other about business. So we're going to do one of those on Zoom and see how fun that is. And uh, we're also encouraging all of you out there, if you enjoy our show, if you enjoy uh, being a part of the business community, donate to the San Fernando City Chamber of Commerce. We're located at www.sanfernando.com. It's a nice website. It's a nice Chamber of Commerce. And hey, we'd love to have you as a member. Uh, there's a lot of leadership opportunities. There's a lot going on. So uh, give us a holler. We'd love to see you. If you'd like to send an email to me, I'll catch it at media at sanfernando.com. So, that uh, housekeeping out of the way, I'd like to take a moment to introduce my guest today. She's a friend of mine. We battled school together at the beautiful LACC, uh, LA Community College, the 10,000 Small Business Program. And uh, she is a self-described serial entrepreneur and small business advocate and she's the host of a YouTube channel called The Road to Recovery. Please welcome Rhonda Jackson. How you doing, Rhonda? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you, Tom, for the warm introduction. Happy to be here tonight. I want to say thanks again. Uh, I think I uh, haven't talked to you for like two years or something <laughs> stupid like that. And then I said, Rhonda, you have a YouTube channel. You should be on my podcast. <laughs> happy happy to come happy to come once friends always friends right of course it was great mm -hmm. to see you uh you know working the small business advocacy with a nice youtube channel i really like it it's uh short and sweet and it's got a lot of a variety of really good guests so it's pretty pretty cool and uh you know i may uh talk a good game, but I got a face for radio, so I don't have pictures on my podcast. 
<laughs> I love you. <laughs> we all have our we all have our strengths, Tom. We yeah. all have our strengths. <laughs> Dig it. Well, listen, um, I do this for everybody, and I wanted, I mean, I could butcher your history, but rather than try to do that, I want to give you some breathing room to give us some background as to who is Rhonda, what is your experience in uh, business, and uh, where are you at these days? Oh, very good. Well, thank you again for the opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, Rhonda is the been there, done that, got the T-shirt, kept the ticket stub life champion. Okay, I see. <laughs> the, that, that, that'll be the bubble. You know, so you name it, it's probably happened to me. But Tom, through it all, I still have my health, my strength, my family, and fortunately, my business. Are you saying and that the bruises are what make us? <laughs> that character. Those are character builders. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So to date, um, Decor is a specialty construction company. We pride ourselves on striving to help clients with their long-term maintenance and facility repair needs. So at Decor, we transform spaces by providing expert design advice. We paint, we do furniture and fixtures, we do material sourcing, and then we have a maintenance and operations division that handles Currently, COVID cleanings, but we do uh, janitorial and post-construction cleanup as well. Okay, so uh, I just want to mention, when I first met you, you were primarily a design firm, you know, like Correct. interior design. So you kind of morphed into doing more than just simple design. Very much so. So implementation is where it's at. You know, mm -hmm. it's one thing to write up a recipe for a room, but now you leave the client with, OK, how do I do this? I so with our network of vendors, suppliers and then our on staff tradesmen, we're able to bring that vision to life. Got it. Got it. Now, you you also said this was in passing, but it I, I caught on to it. What do you do for the city of Los Angeles? Are you like uh, what's the relationship between you and the city? So I am a recently mayoral appointed small business advocate. Oh. So I finally have a venue to share, express, and to help facilitate things that promote uh, small business and as an advocate. So I have the opportunity to do that for this short term. Cool, cool. I, uh, I really think that's a cool way of uh, bringing in experienced business people to sort of set the agenda. I don't know if that's part of what you do, but uh, I, I like that because it's always been my feeling that sometimes elected officials over time seem to get distant from uh, both their constituents and the businesses who they work for. So it's nice to have someone in the middle there saying, hey, what about us? <laughs> well, I, I was happy to know that the city of L.A. gives small business a voice. Mm -hmm. So I, I happily accepted the charge and will, you know, f fulfill my duties as best to my ability, but also with the, the community at large, the small business community at large, mm -hmm. you know, as at the forefront of that. Good. And I've been involved in the Government Affairs Committee at the Chamber of Commerce mm -hmm. and... Um, and I have since worked with the United Chamber to sort of get involved in the legislative uh, milieu, as it were, because there's an awful lot that goes on behind the headlines, so to speak, 
that really affects uh, mm-hmm. businesses. And it's not just oh, the taxes are going up. It, it's more yeah. than that. It's it's you know renter rights and business uh, zonings and and very uh, structural changes that people need to either know about or advocate for or against. So exactly, and I think that as a as a responsible business owner, as a responsible voter, if you will, in the in the United States of America, if you speak up just on what your community needs, mm-hmm. that's the larger voice. Yeah. You know, if you speak for your family, your friends, your community, your business, your employees, that that's the bigger agenda. And I think if we, we did more of that, the world would probably be a better place. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, they used to call it your civic duty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend who um, moved out of this area into Auburn uh, in the 80s, I guess. And... Uh, I went to see him up there after 10 years and well, show us around. And, and I mean, he knew the whole place. Oh, see, this is the dam. They built it in the teens under the WPA program. And over here, see this big cliff. This is where the railroad went through the Transcontinental railroad. And I'm like, man, you know, this whole place. And he says, it's my civic duty. I live here. I I should at least know about where I live. Yeah. Tom, Imagine if we knew where every small business in our community was located. Yeah. Imagine if they wanted us to know they were there. They, <laughs> yes. they weren't hiding. Mm-hmm. And, and they felt like we did. Uh, it's kind of like the old uh, the 50s notion of joining the chamber. It, it kind of meant that you had arrived. You, yes. Oh, I, I'm part of this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's... Uh, it's it, it's an element of what's missing nowadays because you get into these gigantic, sprawling, hundreds of square miles of city and you feel like, well, you know, I'm on Lancashire Boulevard, but there's 700 businesses within 50 feet of me. Who knows? You know, I'm just here. Hi. You know, it, they feel like they're just lost. And places like Chambers of Commerce and uh, being involved as you are and, and just even joining a service club provides you with a, a perspective that you don't get any other way. No, you're, I, I think you're sailing at half mast as a business owner. If you don't know who your council person is, if you don't know who your, you know, Congress person is or assembly. And I'm talking about as far as where your business is located, not just in your neighborhood and where you live and signs on the lawn, but where your business is located, yeah. because they are given they're charged with decisions to make about those communities in those areas that definitely directly impact you. Like you said, from parking to, you know, uh, ADA accessibility mm-hmm. to whose curbs are going to be painted, you know, handicap parking. And, and all of that's important. That's how we service our clients. That's how we get people in and out of our businesses. And if we can't successfully get people in and out of our businesses, then you have no customers, you have no revenues. Well, it, it speaks to your understanding and knowledge of the market you're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. I want to get these kind of people to buy my products. And if I'm selling, you know, uh, Chinese food, where should I go? It's, yes. And I would, I would bet money. I got $10 on this, Rhonda. Yes. That most of the small family-owned businesses who are food-based choose their location based on the rent. 
Ah, yes. <laughs> or now, something along those lines. You know. See, now you have to do a show on rent versus revenue. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. The potential, the potential of your business, or operating in fear. Rhonda, I think that is the golden moment to crack the uh, beverage. Ah, yes. <laughs> I I am holding my Corona Extra, La Cerveza okay. Más Fina. <laughs> what are you then holding? I, my properly chilled 805. Ah, yes, representing the the Southern my, California Independent, uh, or used yes, to be Independent. West Valley. <laughs> uh, virtual cheers to you, Rhonda. Virtual cheers. I Thank you, kind mic. sir. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, here, you'll hear my clink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think what we're talking about here is being a conscious, aware entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't consider themselves entrepreneurs as small businesses, or at least, you know, uh, at a certain point, they kind of uh, uh, become sort of um, caught in a rut is the, the, the note I wrote down. There's just sort of they're just doing their thing. I go into work in the morning and then I go home and then I go to work in the morning and then I go home. It's groundhog day. And, right. um, especially the last nine months or six months or whatever it is, it seems like there's uh, no tomorrow. And, uh, I think becoming, uh, escaping your little shell is, is the way to do it. It's leadership. We call it at the chamber. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think you're so right. And, I think it's the difference between owning a job mm -hmm. and owning a business. I like that. I'm writing it down. Own a job versus a business. Yeah. So own a job is probably what you and I were doing tr truthfully before we went through the program, the 10,000 mm -hmm. small business program. Yeah. And then to create an environment where you have people and I don't, they don't necessarily have to be employees, but you have a team mm -hmm. of service people that help you deliver your product or service mm -hmm. and, and, and that that product or service can be delivered whether you are there or not there. Right. That, yeah. that to me is the difference. So a for me, a job would be my interior design. And that that was part of my evolution, right? Yeah. My interior design was heavily dependent on Rhonda going to work every day versus yeah. now decor as a specialty construction company. While I do hold my contractor's license, I don't paint a wall. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I consider myself the promise maker mm -hmm. and I have a team of people that are my promise keepers. Yeah, and you make sure that they have executed mm. your vision, your promise, your contract. Yes. yes. No, I, I think that uh, is one of those uh, gems of understanding that you really need to um, pound into people sometimes because mm -hmm. they, they don't see how they can achieve that. It's like uh, there's a fantastic little gyro type of restaurant, you know, uh, Mediterranean food, just mm -hmm. literally three blocks from my office. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a husband and wife. And they're there all the time. And they have no one else but them. And I can understand and I can almost hear them 
when they're cooking. That no, I do this and you do that and this and without us we can't do anything else. Oh. You know, and it's I feel so bad for them because they're just there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this what you wanted? <laughs> right. But you know what? If the answer to that question is yes, then God bless them. Mm. Okay, there you go. Right? If, yeah. if the answer to that question is yes. Mm. But if they sign, I know when I signed up to be an entrepreneur, Tom, somebody tricked me into the concept that I would have all this freedom and extra time. <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I, bought, I signed up for that program, mm. you know, where you're just, you know, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? Be your own boss. Yeah, oh, well, there's that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I am boss. not my own boss. I am the employee or the subject <laughs> yes. of a 25 other people, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much telling me what to do, when to do it and how many of them they need. So <laughs> <laughs> putting everybody else through college, <laughs> everybody else. Right. Right, right. So, you know, if, if their retirement dream was to, you know, wake up in the morning, own the bed and breakfast, cook a plate of scrambled eggs for these you know, eight or so lovely guests every weekend. And, you know, that's, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for a sustainable, scalable growth, you know, that the, the single, the I and we isn't, isn't how you're going to do it. Yeah. I I, I couldn't agree more. Now, let me ask you to give us a little bit of a uh, sort of background on the, the road to recovery, your, uh, your YouTube channel. How's that been? Um, what sort of triggered you to say, I'm going to do this? So the road to recovery actually started out as therapy, Tom. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you because you're my friend and mm-hmm. you're drinking Corona and I'm having 805. <laughs> Cheers again. <laughs> Cheers again. <laughs> But really, it was a way there was a a level of information transfer that I didn't feel was happening within my own personal business community. Mm -hmm. And I needed reach. I needed to get to as many people as I could. Text messages just wasn't cutting it. So this loud voice in my head was like, oh, start a YouTube channel. Uh And I just obediently went to my computer, you know, grabbed my son's gaming equipment, you know, (laughs) camera, microphone. Got it. Repurpose. (laughs) Yes. And and I and I started disseminating information from the experts and the resources that I was tapping into to kind of navigate where we were a few months ago Mm -hmm. and sharing that information with other business owners. Sure. Well, it's, yeah. it's very good. Now, during your interviews, I haven't watched all of them. I've probably seen like four episodes, but mm-hmm. um, I have like, uh, I'm curious, have you found any businesses? I mean, I don't know how you select your, uh, your the people that you interview, but in those cases, do you, have you ever found anybody who was like not prepared or was shocked by what is happening or, you know, had... You know, some fundamentals that they just weren't, you know, uh, uh, you know, weren't taking care of, as it were. You know, right. sort of that inner rut type of description. No. So I'll, I'll be open and honest and tell you, I was probably the first person <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that I would say was more in that category. Wow. And the question that I had for guests. So here's, here was my question. Yeah. Did COVID cause the problems in your business mm-hmm. or amplify them? I see. 
So when I drew that line, this is me personally, when I mm -hmm. drew that line down the middle of the piece of paper mm -hmm. and I looked at my pain points, you know, directly impacted to, you know, access to clients, mm -hmm. um, mix of clients, revenue streams. Yeah. You know, was this a pre-COVID condition that I had just never looked at? Or was it something something directly related to COVID? And it yeah. really caused me personally to have a very honest eye at my business. Mm -hmm. So as part of my pivot, if you will, or part of my navigation down the road to recovery has been addressing those things and mitigating. Like I have this, um, this list that I'm making and it's the S-H-I-T that will <laughs> never happen to me again, mm -hmm. okay? And, and so on that list is, you know, diversity of client mix. It's, you know, because we were deemed an essential business, right? Specialty construction. We're a paying contractor. We can right. work. Mm -hmm. My client base, Tom, mm -hmm. non-essential. Oh, right. You may be essential, but they weren't. They weren't. So mm -hmm. they weren't open. They weren't functioning. They weren't in the office every day. They weren't moving people. They weren't revamping their spaces, mm -hmm. which, you know, was very eye opening to who we were doing business with. Now, saving mm -hmm. grace, you know, we did have a small portion of government contracts. We were we are working on uh, some public works projects, but the majority of our business was pretty much halted. Wow. Yeah. You know, so the road to that's why I call this therapy, because mm -hmm. if I have these questions, if I have these problems, who else does? So, mm -hmm. you know, multiply me by 10 and those 10 by 10 and those 10 by 10. Right. You know, it's an exponential mm -hmm. curve. It's almost like the Christmas tree. Turn yes. one thing over and boom, look at what's below it. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I find you you but your analysis of what to do, which is. Well, shoot, I have all this time. I'm not going to, you know, eat bonbons and watch television. What I'm going to do is figure out why I'm in this predicament. Mm -hmm. And then it's you made your list <laughs> and started knocking them off. Yes. And yes. that's similar to what we did. Uh, we weren't affect we actually had multiple streams of revenue. We had sort of mm -hmm. the construction side of the business. And then the service side, we're an internet provider. So we provide internet and thankfully or luckily, that was the one thing everybody needed. So people kept paying for that. The other half of the business dropped off, you know, almost 60%. So how do we fix that? And how do we shore up? And like you said, what are the things that we've always wanted to do, but we had no time to do? Right. Oh, let's revamp our marketing. Let's uh, fix those servers. Oh, let's upgrade this. Let's do that. We actually invested in the company and built mm -hmm. because you need, we had the time. It was like a miracle. It was like suddenly yeah. we're driving around and there's nobody. <laughs> you can get. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can go to downtown LA and put my servers in the big data center down there. And I don't have to worry about it taking all day. And I got time to go home early. So mm -hmm. if you can uh, handle self-reflection and then be motivated enough to act on it when you're given the opportunity, you can, I, I think the people who can do that have the ability to springboard, to yes. get out of this properly. Yeah. So what I was thinking, Tom, mm -hmm. along those same lines was, what does my company have the capacity for? Mm -hmm. How do I financially support it? 
and rebuild my business. And mm-hmm. I'm saying re- rebuild not just because it's COVID, right? Not, yeah. not just because, because if you think about it, we've had challenges. The world revolves around challenges. Challenges yeah. and change, they're like taxes. They're not going anywhere, <laughs> right? <Yeah. It's laughs> they're just not going anywhere. They may not make the evening news, yes. but they're there. Yeah. So I, I mean, so maybe can I just make one PSA announcement mm-hmm. that every business owner needs to understand that they indeed have a vested partner. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam, the yeah. IRS is your vested business yeah. partner. Yeah. <laughs> so so once, once you get over that, once you understand that you're not a solopreneur, so I wish people would stop calling themselves that because there's so many entities that are very much vested in their business. Yeah. But once you once you look at things, you know, the economic security, the sustainability of your business, mm-hmm. this, if no other time, Tom, is the time to address it. Yeah. You know, a lot of us made it through 2000 and I call it 2000 and oh no, right? Yeah. 2008, 2007, mm-hmm. 2000 and oh no. There are mm-hmm. businesses that have, were around longer for, you know, what happened in the 90s with yeah. the stock market and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there was businesses before that. And if you go all the way back to the 1930s, we had the Great Depression. So yeah. when in history was there this smooth 100 year sailing of, you know, no issues or no financial crump, uh, crunches or no economic downturn. Yeah, I, I there hasn't been. And I think Mm-mm. what is happening now is that the uh, the zeitgeist, the attitude is that uh, we shouldn't ever have this. And, you know, that's that's sort of Pollyanna. I mean... The world isn't going to deal you. I mean, even if everything's perfect, what if you get cancer? You know, mm-hmm. you yes. just can't control all of the variables. You have to be nimble. You have to be strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, strength is exhausting sometimes. But you wanted to open that restaurant. You're by definition, you're a risk taker. Yes. I, yes. I, I, I talked to Warren. Uh, Warren Cooley, he was on one of our earlier episodes, and he said that. He, he said, you know, I love by, Warren. Yeah, by definition, you're an entrepreneur and you're a risk taker. Mm-hmm. So this should not be a big deal. <laughs> no, this is this is the equivalent of jumping out of an airplane. Right. And you know this, what? I, mm-hmm. Fear is the enemy more than anything else. Yes. Your yep. Personal fear. Yeah. And you you only jump out of that airplane. If you can suck it up and say, well, I hope the chute opens. Here I go. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. I I think I like the, what is that acronym? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Woo. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Don't you love that? So when I, when I, when I tell myself, oh, I'm scared or do I want to do this? It's like, well, wait a minute. Who who made that up? <laughs> and, I, you know, and so that's our our minds. That's our the trickery, the foolery of our defense mechanism, which is meant to protect us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Telling us, oh, no, 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 don't don't spend that one dollar. Don't do you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I mean, maybe we're all like you know, closet gambling addicts that will take, (laughs) (laughs) take our life savings, right? (laughs) Put it all on the table for, you know, that, that one big contract. But but I think, I mean, wouldn't you agree though, that we, there are more positives. Like if, if every time this COVID or, you know, economic depression happened, if it were a 10 year cycle, I still wouldn't trade it. Would you trade it? Oh, heck no. I mean, I, uh, I like to say uh, I've been 
self-employed since mm-hmm. 1986. Yeah. And I, uh, this sounds cynical, but it's not. I've had two houses, two wives, two kids, <laughs> and I wouldn't trade a second of it. It, it. it really is fulfilling when every day you go back to work trying to think of what you could do next. Mm-hmm. And in my field, which is technology, it's kind of morphous. What I'm doing now is completely different than what I did in the 90s. Yes. But so, you know, after all that time, I'm still intellectually excited about, oh, this new thing is awesome. We got to do this. We got to do that. Have you guys read that book? Oh, my gosh. So it becomes a, you know, a game almost of what's new. (laughs) Yes. And I know that might not be the same in every field, but, you know, I could imagine a, a restaurateur just going, you know, I saw this guy make this new kind of dessert, and we're going to make one of those. <laughs> I, I could see a guy who's a chef or in your field, interior design. Holy cow. I mean, it seems like every, you know, 18 months it's different. Yes. And yes. that's exciting. It's like fashion is the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're excited about these things, you should just go for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not for the faint of heart. I have had... <laughs> Honestly, I've had girlfriends sincerely, family members sincerely worry about me. And, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And I receive that as love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a, a recent call where a girlfriend told me that I should, you know, look for a job. Yeah. And I had to explain to her how our business works, Tom. <laughs> and I no, but yeah. think yeah. about it. You and I, we look for jobs every day. Mm-hmm. We, we don't do. get one and keep it for 20 years. We have to look for projects and opportunities on a daily basis. Yeah, it's like I am looking for a job. Every day. <laughs> Do you have one? Right. I'd like to talk to those people. <laughs> anybody anybody painting their house? Anybody doing any remodeling work? You know, here's, you. here's a hack. As an entrepreneur, I used to read the want ads. And mm. every time I saw a company advertising for an IT manager... Mm-hmm. I would call them and say, have you ever, ever considered outsourcing? <gasps> that's what I did. <laughs> Come on, I, Rhonda. <laughs> that's so cool. Okay, so now I don't feel crazy. No, baby, that's did, the way to I, go. <laughs> literally, uh, less than a week ago, mm-hmm. I saw a very large municipality place an ad for an interior designer. Mm-hmm. And I sent back a LinkedIn message to them and said, you know, hey, I see that you're looking, you know, one, what are you doing in the interim? Because the hiring process could be months away, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. And then number two, had you thought about, you know, the expertise and the resource? Because really, if they hire a firm or a consultancy, Tom, they're not just getting you, they're getting like you plus 10, 12, 50 people, you know? That's my commercial. It's Mm -hmm. like, look at the experience we have. Decades of experience in the field. Mm-hmm. We have uh, uh, vendor relationships with the big boys, IBM, HP, Cisco. Yes. Why would you want to hire a guy when you could get a, a team? Oh, and, I love that. You know, that's the commercial, and it works. Not for uh, everybody. You know, they're all, right. you know, oh, I'm going to hire Fred over here. I, I get that, but the the key thing is the – Ability to understand that that might be an opportunity for business, not just something you should worry about, is what mm-hmm. 
uh, it runs through our veins, so to speak. Yes. Uh, you, yes. me, and those others of us who are hanging it out on the line every day. And Tom, I'm about to clink you again right now. I'm going to clink you. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to get something you. to clink. Right. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way it is, though. It's so um, fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. It's literally fun to... And I know sometimes that can be a, a family issue. You know, you, you marry somebody who's not used to taking those risks mm-hmm. and, you know, only looks at one side of the balance sheet and is just like, we're spending so much. Yeah. And so I get it. It, 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 it. It's hard. But what I always tell people is I didn't make it 30 years because it sucked and I failed. <laughs> Yes. You know, sometimes success is measured in years, not in dollars. Right. And, um, you know, I don't want for things. I'm not rich. But, you know, but the desire to do more drives you. Yes. And you're like, oh, man, yes. wouldn't it be great if we landed that big contract? Wouldn't you it be know, great if, you know? <laughs> Tom, so I got I got two things for you. Number okay. one, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor had seven husbands. <laughs> I'm only on number two. So I've got five lives left. <laughs> if history serves me correctly in this there moment, all right? I won't so, tell him you said that. <laughs> yeah, so you got two, I've got two. So right, we got five right. lives left. But the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about this is that I, I'm probably the most unemployable person that I know. <laughs> Okay. I mean, think of, think about it, and you you'll probably resonate with this. Mm-hmm. I I work well with little direction. Mm-hmm. I make up shit. Excuse me, stuff mm-hmm. on the fly. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I am independent thinker, visionary. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that that's not corporate talk. No, you're going to take the ball and run, and sometimes yes. that means the guy in charge of you didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do they, what do they call them in football? Audibles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I operate off of audibles, right? right? right. You are you are prepared, you know, when that running back is coming at you, you know, you're you're ready. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm shaking. That's, yeah. But see, that is the by definition the reason why you're where you are. And and you now have a design firm that's also a construction firm that also has subcontractors, that also has... Did you say you just opened a paint store? <gasps> Tom! I mean, think about this. I mean, the this mm-hmm. is the definition of multiple streams of revenue, isn't it? Yes. Now, well, wait a second. That. Did you Go open ahead. this paint thing during COVID? No, even worse. <laughs> I had aspirations pre-COVID. I had sales <laughs> projections pre-COVID. I see. <laughs> Back in the it day. Would, it would... It would look very different had I opened it during COVID, mm-hmm. but no, my, my, this is my pre COVID aspiration of my sales store. I mean, my paint store, yeah. but the other beautiful thing is that we recently launched our online. Uh, so we have an e-commerce site now okay. at studiodcontract.com mm-hmm. so that, you know, 24 seven, you can kind of solve your, your, your color whims, you know, in the middle of the night, if, if you so choose to, uh, with us. <laughs> But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I, I wanted again. This goes back to my original discovery of being able to fit 
different molds and different modalities of income generation. Mm -hmm. So for people that want product but not service, service but not product, or a combination of both, that we can facilitate those things without um, being unreasonably priced or um, out of reach for many. No, I think it's a brilliant idea because you're not like the guy who wanted to open a paint store. You're the person who said, I have a design firm. And every job I do requires paint. And I have a relationship with Benjamin Moore, so I'm going to open a paint store. And I'm going to offer my design services to every single person who walks into that place. Very much so. And and so what you have is this one stream of revenue drives the other and vice versa. And I love that synergy because it – means that if something dries up temporarily, you've got something else to keep things rolling while you're figuring out what happened to, you know, side B. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I commend you for hanging it out there and doing that because I, I, I think the multiple stream model is huge. Just look at Apple, for God's sake. Yes, yes. I mean, why on earth they thought Jobs was nuts when he came out with uh, iTunes and then he comes out with the iPod and the phone and you start realizing these are synergistic streams of revenue that are just going to keep multiplying exponentially over time. Mm-hmm. And they feed each other. Well, I like the phone, but iTunes is a joke. Well, you know what? Uh, iTunes is not so bad. Maybe I'll spend five mm-hmm. bucks a month. Yes. You and 200 yeah, million other people. Tom, nine. <laughs> nine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, That's I'm the an old Apple days. junkie, right. I'm an <laughs> Apple junkie. Nine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I, th- I mean, you bring up a really good point, you know, creating that sustainability, you know, the agility in your company mm-hmm. to to manifest and demonstrate that growth. Yeah. Right. And whether you choose to expand it nationwide, global, you know, all of those kind of things. But, you know, how are you servicing the communities that you're built in? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. And, and there is no other uh, organization better suited and better uh, constructed to bob and weave with the, the winds of change more than small business. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yes. I mean. You have the complete control out of what you do. And so if you decide one day, you know what? We're going to sell cars. Boom. I, I, I had a guy who owned a company that made, oh, shoot, he's going to crack up if he hears this. But he, he made promotional stuff. You know, he did, they were printing and they did business cards and they did banners and signs and, and all sorts of promotional materials. And he shows up to one of my marketing meetings one day. He's like, yeah, we're going to open a car dealership. And my eyebrows went, I'm like, (laughs) okay. And within a year, he's renting cars on Turo. Wow. And now he's, and then he starts renting, uh, uh, what do you call it? Teslas. And he's now got three of them on Turo. And uh, along with about a dozen other cars that he rents. And he's now selling warranties for cars that he doesn't even sell. And I'm like, what? okay, you are you are out there, man. You are going for it. And I love this because he's come up with a creative idea. He says, hey, you know, if you got a car, I don't care if it's got 100,000 miles or 10 for, you know, uh, 
1500 bucks, you can buy a lifetime warranty and I'll take care of you or whatever it is a month. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the point is, he's now got the stream of revenue coming in from all these little contracts he's got. He has yes. a team of guys he can help you with. But if you want to go to Cleveland, your car breaks down, he'll cover it. Nice. Uh, you know, what the yeah. heck? That's dynamite. You know, that sounds like the model. I'm an avid reader, Tom. Mm -hmm. The Strategic Selling. Have you read that book? No, I have not. Yeah, he maybe you'll do another episode about that particular conversation, but it's very much on the lines of what your friend did with the car rental, the yeah. education, the warranty, mm -hmm. maintenance, subscription services. It's 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 a real thing. Mm -hmm. But also, I think at the end of the day, he's he's selling peace of mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. I told this story uh, a couple of episodes ago, but I'll be brief. Uh, I used to work at a music store, and the guy would say to me. Tom, what do you think we do here? This was I was in college, you know, I was like 18. Mm -hmm. Oh, we sell, uh, you know, musical instruments. He says, no, we don't. We sell dreams. Right. Says, How many people do you think come in here and take lessons and buy a guitar are actually going to be a musician? I'm like, I don't know. He <laughs> says, they dream they're going to be a musician. And so we allow them to execute on that dream. And I thought that was a brilliant analysis. No, it is. It is. I think the dream, security, the sense of belonging, you're tapping into basic human fundamentals. Yeah. And so if you can separate yourself from the day-to-day -day and look at what you do and how it affects the customers, you in some ways do that. You, you sell the vision for a company. I want my office, my workspace, my uh, house, whatever it might be, to look like X. So you then take that impression and build it for somebody. Right. Yeah. So we have a, a new motto, a new tagline, if you will, but a promise. Actually, that's mm -hmm. what it more is. It's a promise. It's you build it, we finish it. <laughs> that, that's, our, that's our promise. So that a customer that is, you know, whether it's building the dream or mm -hmm. building the infrastructure, because, you know, we don't electrify or plumb anything. But at the end of the day, everything from the drywall inside of a room, we, we help get bring that vision to life. So, mm -hmm. yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams, as mm -hmm. someone once said. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. And so it's it's just I just like the way you've sort of engineered your business and you've done a lot of things like, you know, the social media thing, getting out into the city of LA to sort of bring that, you know, back together. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just, you know, heartwarming to see another business really say COVID sucks, but you know, there might be some opportunity hiding in there. Isn't there? <laughs> Tom, Tom, at this point, what do we have to lose? There you go. 80, 80, what, 75, 80% of my customers are closed right now. What do yeah. I honestly, truly have to lose at this point? <laughs> right. And the fact that you're out there, you know, breaking rocks and not letting, you know, the, the deluge of bad news get you down is mm -hmm. exactly what we're supposed to be doing. You know, I called my mentor like literally the day after they closed the city. So what was that? March 17th or yeah, 14th or something like that. First something like week that. Of March, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I called my mentor and I'm like, all I'm all set to boohoo, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. a crybaby by yeah. any means. And he told me, he says, Rhonda, think back to when you started your business. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Mm-hmm. And he literally like hung up on me after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh, tough love. Right, 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 right. So at the end of the day, when I thought back to it, it's like, okay. I I was assertive. I was in, you know, there was a certain degree of ingenuity. Mm -hmm. There was another level of risk taking back to your risk analogies, Tom. But, you know, there was a there was a willingness, you know, that you have as a new entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that you just have to rekindle in times like this. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how to do it. I mean, we get I don't want to use the word lazy. That's not the word I want to. We get complacent. Complacent. Comfortable. Right. We get comfortable with this you know, six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. the z- the zero-figure entrepreneur or the one-zero-figure entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, th- that person's hungry, mm-hmm. that person's willing, that person is creative. And to tap back into that, I'm actually very, I won't say I'm grateful for COVID because God bless anyone that has experienced loss or health issues or mm-hmm. any type of stress or de-stress over this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to rekindle that fire in myself mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Very much grateful. No, I, uh, I hear it, you know, and the excitement in the way you're talking about it and it's refreshing and it's positive and it's just energy. And I think that's why, you know, I'm doing this little thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's valuable to those who listen but it's also valuable to me as a business owner to have some affirmation of the things that you're trying to do, the way you're trying to do it, the methods you're trying to uh, implement and say, yeah, Rhonda's doing that. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes a big uh, a difference yeah. in your daily thing. You know, you can walk into the office and go, we're going to do that, guys. You know, mm-hmm. let's just make it happen. I mean, Tom, when's the last time you prioritized your your life, let alone your business, right? Well, we, we, yeah. Before we COVID, not very much. <laughs> right. We were in collection mode. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone assigned you some other task or someone, some other form or some other you know mode of operations, all you said was, okay, add that to the pile, add that to the pile. Mm-hmm. Where COVID, I mean, I went back through my bank statements. I didn't realize all the stuff that I was subscribed to yeah. that I don't even use. I know. And you start, holy cow, what are we doing with this? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, cleaning house and, you know, really looking at, you know, who and how I'm using the resources that I do have. You know, we were fortunate enough, you know, even with the decline in um, the revenue and, and a lot mm-hmm. of our client base, you know, sure. being closed during this period, we didn't have any layoffs, Tom. Right. That's and and I think awesome. that speaks volumes. I think yeah. that speaks volumes. So, you know, for me to get strategic, for me to clean house, for me to get very, um, you know, stop the bleeding that mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have even noticed had we continued, you know, modus operandi, yeah. you know, status quo. Right? right. Now, let me ask you um, and, you know, answer if you wish. But did you go out and uh, apply for PPE? Or, the, you know, not the PPP. You know, the um, payroll I, protection plan. I applied for any and everything that I could qualify for. Woo-hoo! 
I, I applied for one eye, one legged lady loans. I applied for. I'm going to leverage my race, creed, and color all color, day long. My character and, right. you know, all of my interior fortitude. So, yes. So I actively pursued and participated, you know, whether it was a Facebook grant or, a, you know, a woman owned grant. I, I was very much active in that community of things. But. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Tom, mm-hmm. you know what got me through this? Mm-hmm. What I do, what I'm good at, yeah. really honing in on my capacity and and my ability to earn. And I think that that's the gift that we're giving as an entrepreneur, our ability but to you, earn. Part of your ability was to recognize the value of financial support when it's around and the value of it when, for example, it's... It sounds callous, but it's true. If the government's handing out money, why shouldn't I get in line? If mm-hmm. I'm in need and, and they're going to provide uh, uh, help, I think every business who feels in danger should, and it, no matter what, because you'll get out of this stronger. It's like that cushion to make you feel good at night. I'll sleep a little better because I know I got a few extra bucks to pay the guys. So now how am I going to put them to work? Yes. Know, that, that's, that's what you do. You, you say, okay, we got enough for payroll for a month or two. Let's get to work. And then you've got your checklist. You do your sort of self-analysis and your review and you say, gosh, look at the list of things we haven't done for two years. Yes. Why don't we do all that right now? Because there's no reason not to. And no. suddenly you're transforming the products you offer, who you are, the business and how it runs, the way you do things. No, I use purchase orders because I used to just write stuff on the post-it notes. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, no, you, it goes right down to the core of those things. But also in that list, Tom, is who you do business with. Yes, yes, exactly. You're reviewing you know, the client list. Mm-hmm. You know, who we you can, do business We fired a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Look at these people who haven't paid their internet service in six months before COVID. Exactly. What are we thinking? And so we politely asked them to pay and those who could, we kept. And those who couldn't, we had to let go. Yes. And, Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's no reason anyone should take from you uh, at all. I mean, it's like stealing almost, you know? None, none whatsoever. But yeah. I think also the reality of that. And that's why I said, you know, in many ways, I mean, don't, again, mm-hmm. health, death, I'm not wishing that on anybody. But no. in, in many ways, this was a blessing. This mm-hmm. was a slowdown. This was a pause. And if you truly, truly want to be around, similar to the San Fernando Valley Chamber, yeah. I mean, excuse me, San Fernando Chamber, so, yeah. that you want to see those a hundred years. Well, this is how, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to give yourself the grace mm-hmm. and the room mm-hmm. to really look at what you're doing and look at where you'd like to be and make sure that you're on that road accordingly, you know, cause I mean, similar to you, there's, there's been several seven and eight figure opportunities that have flowed through your fingers, Tom, yeah. right. That, yeah. that you've had access to, but how much of it stayed? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, Oh, maybe if I take that, you know, two hundred thousand dollar job, I'll mm-hmm. make five hundred bucks. 
well, should mm-hmm. I do that? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I should be more selective, you know? Yes. Yeah. yes. So it's a, it's a time to reflect in a positive way and think about how you're going to get better and uh, not worry and wring your hands about why it's not back the way it was. Right. You know? And as far as I'm concerned, I, I was the, of the mind right when this happened that nothing's going to be the same again. So how do we create what we want out of this? Right. And, yes, uh, yes. It, and it sounds like you're, uh, we're on the same page and we, mm-hmm. you and I haven't even talked about it. <laughs> no. Now. So Tom, the next, the next item that will be born out of this whole interaction and circumstance mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm writing a book mm-hmm. and it's going to be called O shift. <laughs> Shift. Shift. I'm pronouncing all over enunciating all of the syllables. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shift. Because that that's what really happened here. Like when I look back at what I did or what I'm doing, it's it's, I'm shifting. I'm not pivoting because pivoting, you know, you spin around. I got dizzy trying to pivot. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm shifting. I'm doing the the things differently because guess what, Tom? I want a different result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a great way to originate the shift. You know, it's not, you don't want to become a victim. You want to say, you know what? Look at the the storm that's coming. We're going to do this and that to weather that and become better for it at the other side. Yes. And uh, I think as entrepreneurs, you know, this is our message, you know. I'm going to, I should name this episode, Oh Shift. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, please. That is too good of a title to not yes. use. I'm, I'm, oh, I think shit. we just named the show. Check. Check. <laughs> no, this is this is important though, and I, I am so proud of you for taking the lead on doing something like this because it's information, it's information ga- gathering, and it's experiential. You know, yeah. I think that I just me personally, I think that entrepreneurship can be tend to be fairly lonely. And I, you know, I enjoyed my time in the 10,000 small business program because I didn't feel alone. Yeah. You know, I, I'm enjoying our conversation on this show because we're sharing very much similar experiences and, 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 you know, the thought process to get to the next level or the next, next version or the next chapter. Yeah. That's the word I want to use the next chapter. You know me, I'm not a preachy kind of guy. I, I, (laughs) I, I. It's one of my faults that if somebody actually asks me about things, I will tell them what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come off right. But in a in a forum like this, what we're basically doing is affirming the fundamentals of how to be an entrepreneur and how to be successful and how those fundamentals apply even when the world turns upside down. Right. And when you think to yourself, oh, my gosh, gravity has changed and nothing is the same physics. No, you know what? It's not that bad. And what's the reality is there's opportunities popping up all over the place and you're not looking for them yet. So you got to stop, be calm, analyze, understand and move forward. And right. sometimes you just got to let that information percolate to the top you can't be a preacher sometimes you've got to be an ear a shoulder to cry on as we used to say in the intro to this show <laughs> right right no you do you do and it's and it's okay to cry yeah yeah right it's well, okay it's to not, cry it's not 
a sign of weakness. It's a sign of understanding. I understand this is difficult and it yes. hurts. <laughs> but I'll make it. You know, you got to get the cry out, got to clear your lungs and keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Rhonda, I'm going to uh, call it. This has been better than fantastic. I, Thank I you. totally enjoy talking to you about this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's just because you have such a great experience and an understanding of where you are and what, what you're doing. And it shows. And it's really exciting to have the conversation with you. And we're going we're gonna to have to book another one of these. Check. I have like a, a cadre of guests I want to bring back, and you're one of them. Because there's so much cool stuff out there that we can, you know, share with people. I think this is a good chance to do it. No, this is beautiful, Tom. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for sharing your digital space with me <laughs> and your evening and your, yes. and your cool beverage, your cool and, libation. And my, uh, uh cerveza masfina. <laughs> yes. Cerveza masfina. <laughs> well, Rhonda Jackson, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank we you. will, uh, Consider this the sign-off. We want to say thank you all for making it all the way to the end of the episode. And tune in next time. We're going to have another great guest, and we're going to try to give you some more pearls of wisdom from all of us here at Small Business Weekly. You all have a great day. This has been Small Business Weekly, a production of the San Fernando City Chamber of Commerce. Your host today was Tom Ross. This program was produced by Tom Ross, edited by Tom Ross. Your engineer today was Tom Ross. Marketing and media, Tom Ross and Sandy Guzman. Send your comments to media at sanfernando.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.